twowayradios.com, check, check. Bytwowayradios.com. Recorded almost live from Rock Hill, South Carolina. It's the Two Way Radio Show. And welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll tell you how to troubleshoot and possibly resolve the issue when your two-way radio stops working. We'll tell you what to do if your radio doesn't power on, doesn't charge, or may be damaged. We'll also review the Midland EX37VP two-way radio emergency kit and take some of your questions from our blog and our forums at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by buytwowayradios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Buytwowayradios.com, your radio specialist. The two-way radio as we know it is considered one of the most stable and reliable modes of communication available to the modern world, which is why it is relied on so heavily by industry, commerce, emergency responders, and many consumers around the world. As stable and reliable as it is, the two-way radio itself is still a man-made device, and like all devices, stuff happens. It's inevitable. So when it does happen, and your two-way radio stops working, what do you do? Uh, well, you don't panic, first of all. Yeah, that's important. It is important, yeah. Um, because it, most of the time when something's not working right, there's an obvious cause, uh, or maybe not so obvious cause, but it's it's fixable more times than not. Mm-hmm. Um, what we're going to talk about in this episode is we're going to go through some of the troubleshooting procedures that our sales staff uses when they get um, calls from customers who are having issues. And um, a lot of times what we see is when something happens, like your radio doesn't power on or your battery doesn't charge, people don't even try to troubleshoot it. They'll just buy a new radio. Or they'll just or, call and say, hey, fix my radio, or they'll just send it to us to fix the radio. Yeah, that could happen. <laughs> as well. I, I think more times than not, people are just giving up, and they're saying, oh, it's been this radio is two years old. It's probably time for it to die anyway. Or if it's still in warranty, they call you up and they're like, hey, my radio stopped working. What are you going to do about it? You know? Uh, yeah, there's you know, definitely some of replace that. Replace my sure. radio and that sort of thing. Um, Anthony, what percentage of calls do you get uh, on, a, on a daily basis are, are really more support calls or just kind of simple calls that could be resolved without um, you know, somebody having to, say, RMA a product? Uh, it's pretty low, but I mean, there, we still. We, we get our fair amount. I mean, it's not like uh, we're fielding troubleshooting calls all day long, but but it always is a panic on the other end, and it's mm-hmm. always. Do you see and, a lot of broken radio calls versus um, I just got my radio and I don't know how to use it? Uh, is is there more of one? I think it's I think it's more of folks that don't use them every day usually get a lot of calls like right right before school's getting ready to start mm-hmm. when radios didn't get used for all summer long um oh, and they didn't yeah. store them properly yeah. or um somebody new comes in that's over the you know radio communication and they they call and go 
radios aren't talking to each other you know they're broke they're broke and it's usually something that's a very simple and we've seen pretty much every scenario with with two-way radios um and a lot of it's brand specific too you know we know that if um a customer calls in and their kenwood radio is not talking to the other radios and it beeps when you turn the channel knob it's in superlock we, we know pretty much everybody out here knows you know whenever they mention the the brand okay we know we got a list of possibilities it can be now you know that of course it's uh usually it's 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 something that's not wrong so you know usually panic is happens um and then you the usual response when it's an easy fix is i feel stupid that's <laughs> that's usually the the response but you know it gets them gets them going and um, back operating again. Well, sometimes panic can can actually make the problem worse because in a state of panic, they can do things to actually, you know, exacerbate the problem, and then you're having to do more to fix it than what they could have done if they just simply stop, take a breath, and you know, follow a a simple method or pattern of troubleshooting to get the problem resolved. I think and, that's a great point. Well, uh, let's go through some of the uh, common issues, like um, what to do if uh, a radio does not power on. That's, okay. uh, that's a common issue. And we have a set of steps, that a logical order of troubleshooting steps that you can follow to, to resolve that problem. Um, one, verify the batteries or the battery pack, um, as the case may be, uh, is installed correctly. Because sometimes... You know, if they're using, say, a GMARS radio and they're using alkalines and they're installed wrong, mm -hmm. backwards, that's a very simple problem. And I've, I've seen that come up before. And um, if, if the radio won't turn on, it's, it's got to be a power issue or a, a defect, basically, right? Yeah, or, or maybe there's some damage that, 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 that they're not aware sure. of. But, but, um, but we actually have a separate uh, troubleshooting thing for that one. Um, the second thing to do is uh, once you know the batteries are, are installed uh, correctly, you check to make sure the radio is really on. Um, there have been situations where some radios, the you know, you've got the on-off button at the top, mm -hmm. and it's loose, and you think you're turning it on, and it's really not coming on. Um, sometimes with the ones that you press, you know, you can press it, and you have to hold it down for two or three seconds. Right. But you don't hold it down long enough, so you think the thing is dead, where you just have to hold it down, press it a little bit longer, and sometimes the contacts don't make very good contact inside, and that, that's happened to me quite a few times. Uh, that, that's a good point. If you're used to a, a Midland GMRS radio, for example, you might be used to it turning on by turning the volume switch on top, yeah. the knob, but a Motorola, if you're switching to that, mm -hmm. is a, a key press on the front. Uh, the next thing is to check to make sure the battery's charged. <laughs> That's a very simple one, and amazingly one that a lot of people uh, don't really, you know, they can put the batteries, like say, if you have a business radios, a fleet of them, and you've got them on the charger all night, and maybe they're not really charging for one reason or another, and you pop mm -hmm. them in the next day, and you're just assuming they're charged. I've seen this quite a and bit. Where, and the biggest problem I see is people will not have it seated in the charger correctly. Yeah. They, they just sit it in the charger, and they think it's in there right, but it actually didn't make contact, so you think you've got a charge radio, and you don't. Well, another thing with that is some of these manufacturers make chargers that, or they have radios that have a regular capacity battery and a high capacity battery well they have one charger for it but there's a there's an insert inside to be able to accommodate for a 
thinner battery, standard battery oh, versus yeah. a. Mm-hmm. And I see and people all the time. Move something, yeah. They'll have it set on high, you know, a high capacity battery, and they're like this thing's not sitting properly. It's not charging. <laughs> you know, turn that thing around. You know, it's, it's, a lot of times it's very, very simple. So if that happens, basically the next step really is you have to troubleshoot according to the type of battery it is. And then there's I've, I've got a whole article, separate article on what to do if the battery doesn't charge. Uh, and then you kind of refer to that. But, um, you know, if you, if everything looks right, turn the radio on again. And if it doesn't work, you kind of take it take it from there. But in a lot of cases, it'll probably work after that point. Well, the nice thing about two-way radios is, is, and we see this quite a bit, and, and the sales staff knows to, to uh, you know, this is the first. Batteries are a big troubleshooting. You know, that's a, a lot of our calls or no power or whatever the case may be. Usually, you're going to have more than one radio. Mm-hmm. You know, I get calls all the time where I got this radio, I got I got three radios, two of them working perfectly. This other one's just, it's not turning on. Okay, well, first step is let's take a battery from one of those working radios and stick it in the radio in question. Did it turn on? It's probably <laughs> a battery then. Yeah. You know, it's, it's if there's all kinds of little, little, uh, you know, if you've got a working one, you can always use that one to help in your troubleshooting as well. And that's a great segue into that uh, the second item, what to do if the battery doesn't charge. Um, we've got a, a list of, of troubleshooting steps in order to make it logical so that you're checking everything. Uh, the first one, obviously check the connections. Because sometimes on battery pack, you're popping a battery pack in there. And I've seen that happen. It's happened to me before. When I think the battery is in there making good contact, and it's really not. Um, also, you check the connections on the battery. Sometimes, you know, if there's corrosion any well, any type of uh, bad contact most chargers have a set of grooves so that the battery can be charged separately of the radio so that the battery slides in there well if you've got if those grooves are off and it's easy to do you're not going to make contact yeah yeah that's that's true so the the second thing to do from there is to reseat the battery in the radio to see if it if, if that's an issue and then verify that you're using the correct battery charger that's happened before too i've i've, I've uh, seen um, issues where somebody will have like two different radios. They'll have two different um, uh, radios that are very similar, but they're actually using the wrong charger to charge the battery of the this radio. This was a common problem a couple of years ago. Vertex Standard on their uh, VX261, I believe, switched the battery type to using a different charger. And like one day we were shipping radios that worked with one charger, and the next day we were shipping radios mm-hmm. that worked with a different charger. And uh, you could have customers yeah. would end up with a mixed fleet. Well, and that can also be dangerous too. You can also damage the radio, the battery, the charger. Uh, depending on the type of battery it is, that could also be a potential fire hazard. So you have to be ca- careful about that sort of Definitely, thing. Definitely, especially if you're mixing battery chemistries. Yeah. Uh, next thing, charge another radio or battery of the same make and model in the charger, and see if see if it's the battery, see if it's the charger. If that doesn't work, swap out the charger. Try another charger. It's a good reason to have a spare charger handy. So maybe it's the charger that's bad. Mm-hmm. And we've had calls. Uh, Anthony, you've gotten calls before. Uh, I know a lot of the sales staff that have received calls where my charger quit working. And then when after troubleshooting a little bit, it turns out, oh, the charger's actually working. You know, they just were seeing the battery right or mm-hmm. something. And, and, and there are cases where the charger doesn't work or it quits working. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's yeah. it's It's... A lot of them are, are, especially like Motorola, they have smart chargers so you know if it's, you know, it's got a light on top so you know if it's charging. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know when it's finished charging. You know if it's not uh, 
seated properly, things like that. But um, you know, it, it happens. It's it's more common than you th- than you think. Also, check to make sure the charger's plugged in. Some people think they're in a hurry. They they pop those things in the charger. They walk away and they think it's plugged in and it's charging. They're not even looking at the light. They just walk away and they come back later. Hey, my battery's dead. Oh, I forgot to plug the charger in. I've had <laughs> I've spoken to someone before who had the power strip that was off. Yeah, they, was all off. the chargers were plugged into a power strip, and the someone had flipped the switch on that power strip. A, a lot of simple issues. Yeah. Now, um, and the, and the thing to do once you checked all those things and everything looks good. Charge the radio or battery again just to make sure that nothing was missed and see if it charges. And uh, if it charges, you're good. If it doesn't, then kind of take it from there. Um, but that kind of gets us to the last part of this topic. What do you do if the radio is damaged? You know, and that's an issue. And oftentimes people say it's a warranty issue. Mm-hmm. And it kind of depends. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of times, um, whether it's a warranty repair or not, depends on whether there's damage that's occurred to the radio. Yeah, or whether the radio, the damage to the radio is because of maybe um, something internal that happened that uh, maybe was caused by defect, or if it was something that somebody did to it, or uh, something where maybe in certain cases where the radio was rated as, say, waterproof, Mm-hmm. And uh, it wasn't necessarily um, meeting that standard. Right. So it, that's did, – did I say that diplomatically? <laughs> I think so, you did. So, um, so what to do if the radio is damaged? Well, you, you want to check for, for external damage first. Uh, check for excessive wear or stress. Uh, any missing knobs or parts, broken or missing antenna, broken, cracked, scratched, or discolored display. Uh, chips, gashes, scrapes, or other signs of trauma to the chassis, traces of contamination from bodily fluids uh, like vomit, urine, blood, etc. And yes, that stuff can happen. If you're out in the <laughs> field, and you know, it's, uh, stuff like that can happen. Um, burn marks, outward signs of moisture. You know, if the wet, radio is really wet, <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. it the, could be damaged. Those kinds of so, things are easy to check for, and those types of things can also void your warranty. A lot of manufacturers, yeah. if they see something where the, the radio has obviously been damaged externally, they're going to say this is not a warranty issue. This is from abuse, and then they won't cover a warranty. Yeah, that, that's, that's true. And that's true of most, uh, most electronic products. I remember... Um, when I had my computer business and when I was working on PCs, um, you know, people would want to send me a computer that, believe it or not, had blood on it. You know, and, and I, you, you don't take that it. Before. You don't take it. You don't accept. We well, know we can't accept that because it's it's a it's a biohazard. Yeah. And you won't we won't work on a on a computer that has traces of blood on it. Uh, you know, so um, yeah, that happens. Um, so. After you've checked for outward signs of, of uh, damage, check for internal damage. And you start off by checking for any moisture or condensation inside the display, particularly around the edges. If you see any kind of moisture buildup or something inside the display, there's a good sign that, uh, that there is moisture inside the radio. And you really don't want to uh, turn it on until you have that checked thoroughly or have it dried out. Um, Slight or heavy burnt smell when the battery compartment is opened or the back of the radio is exposed. Uh, slight dank or moldy smell when the battery 
compartment is opened or the back of radio is exposed. Uh, water or moisture, as we mentioned before. Uh, excessive dirt or dust in the radio. You know, if you drop it in, in a sand pit and, and open up and there's sand all in the radio, that's, that, that could definitely be... Uh, there could definitely be some damage there. Right. Um, traces of contamination from bodily fluids, like vomit, urine, blood, et cetera, that sort of thing, as we mentioned before. Signs of corrosion on the battery terminals. That is uh, something else to check. A lot of people don't think about to check it. Um, uh, that's something you could probably repair if, if you just, Yeah, oftentimes um, you can, yeah. if it's not too bad. Um, signs of leakage in battery compartments, even if there's no corrosion on the on the terminals themselves, if, if the batteries have leaked in the past, um, that could be a possible issue. And, you know, if, if you checked all that and you don't see any real signs of damage externally or internally, uh, just check to determine if the radio is still operational, um, and you know, before you start going off and using it, and then you're good to go. Um, there is one thing that is important to note here if say you drop your radio or something happens to it and you're in an intrinsically safe environment um, my advice is don't turn on that radio unless it's been thoroughly checked that's a uh, really good advice because you you drop it and maybe there doesn't look like there's any damage take it off site test it first make sure everything's cool before you bring it back and on site uh, because that could be an, an extremely dangerous situation. Yeah, definitely. And for, for those don't, who don't know, intrinsically safe radios are radios that don't produce a spark or anything like that internally. So they're safe to use in hazardous areas where there may be explosive fumes in the air or you see mm-hmm. um, around oil fields and uh, places like that, they use these types of radios. So Definitely, if you think damage may have occurred to the radio, don't use it if you're in an environment that requires an intrinsically safe radio. Absolutely. Uh, and just keep in mind that just because the radio looks undamaged doesn't mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's safe to use in, in an environment like that. So, you know, just just keep it in mind. Um, you know, and if you found any damage, external or internal, uh, or suspect it, you know, before giving a call to the manufacturer or the dealer, um, review the terms of manufacturer warranty because that can save you a lot of grief and frustration. That's right. I was going to give out a few tips to keep the radio operational, just 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 uh, briefly. Uh, follow, and this is not in the in the blog post that we have up there. Uh, you know, follow care and maintenance instructions for the radio. Have backup batteries and or a charger handy. Yep, and buy some backup batteries. Get an extra charger so that if something happens, you know, you're not stuck. You don't have to wait two or three days to get a new one. That's Just good advice. Right the the uh, batteries in the charger are actually more likely to go out than the radio. So uh, having a backup is a good idea, especially on a battery because you never know when um, something could happen there and you, you don't want to be without a radio because you're short of battery. That's true. That, that's good advice. Um, don't store the batteries in or connected to the radio for extended periods. Turn off the radio and remove the batteries when storing for long periods. When stored for long periods, take the radios out and test them periodically. So that when you do, you know, if you have them stored for a while and you do take them out to use them finally, there are no surprises. <laughs> right. Invest in an extended warranty program or service plan. Um, we offer one. 
CPS. We do. We, we offer extended warranties through a, a company called CPS, mm-hmm. and I find them to be very flexible in their their allowed returns. They're more so, they don't do any repairs themselves. They basically just replace the product, and they cover a, a wide variety of products. So they're not two-way radio specific. Um, so um, they're very reasonably priced too. It's not yeah, like you're, they you're are. paying an arm and a leg for for uh, an extended warranty uh, or a service plan. And some of our manufacturers offer their own extended warranty plans. ICOM, for example, um, you can get an ICOM direct extended warranty. Mm-hmm. I believe they're around the same price as the CPS warranties. And you can find the warranties for uh, most, if not all, the radios uh, that we sell over by twowayradios.com. Of course. Um, so I think that pretty much covers the basics for troubleshooting and radio issues. If you if you want to review on any of this or if you'd like a, uh, to see it written down, Rick has actually posted a lot of this to our blog at buy2wayradios.com already. And I believe over the next couple of weeks, maybe there may be mm-hmm. some more support-type articles coming that uh, will allow you to review these troubleshooting steps. I call it my What to Do series. There you go. <laughs> what to do uh, if this happens or that happens. Um, all right. Well, I guess that pretty much does it for our topic this week. Coming up, we'll review the Midland EX37VP two-way radio emergency kit. What do we think of it? Well, we'll find out next on the two-way radio show. Searching for two-way radios? Buy two-way radios has what you need. My Two-Way Radios is the source for two-way radios and radio accessories from major name-brand manufacturers for businesses and consumers alike. My Two-Way Radios provides more than just great radios at a great price. We are a leading source of expert advice on the products that we sell and can assist in finding the perfect solution for you or your business. We also deliver great service. Our products are stocked at our local warehouse. This allows us to guarantee processing time and fast shipment of your order. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, Buy Two-Way Radios can help you find the best solution for you. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at buytwowayradios.com weekdays. Buy Two-Way Radios at buytwowayradios.com. Your radio specialists. You're listening to The Two-Way Radio Show, and this week we're going to review a two-way radio emergency kit from Midland, the EX37VP. Yeah, this is a new uh, kit that was introduced to us um, by Midland a few few weeks back, and we were pretty blown away by it, just the from everything, from the packaging to the, to the insides. Um, it's a neat, neat little kit, and it's from their E-plus ready line from midland so basically what you got is you've got a uh, two radios like usual with you know your rechargeable batteries and your belt clips and things like that but they take it a step further and give you a nice soft shell carrying case for them i can see these being good for people that are using for for emergency readiness uh but also you know families that want to keep up with their stuff and keep it nice you know a lot of times when you have a set of, of two-way radios you just have them sitting on a desk somewhere and you tend to keep them in the charger mm-hmm. um, and overcharging them but with this carrying case you can store them and, and, and they're ready for for next time um 
Yeah, but I the think the case is the biggest advantage to this. I mean, the e-ready line they really push toward emergency preparedness, and the the radios do have the emergency NOAA weather yeah, they do. Um, channels and all that, like you'd get in most radios, but. I don't really see a whole lot in this kit that's emergency specific. I mean, if you wanted higher end radios, you could buy a set of higher end radios and they would also have the NOAA feature, but having the case and having everything here all together is uh, really the selling point for this. I think it's a value price. It is. I think it's worth $49 just for the case. And there are cases I've seen out and about that cost that much just for the case. And it's not a cheap, I mean, it's a nice looking case. Mm Um, this is a way to have a little kit like this. You can just throw it in the trunk of your car or, you know, in your uh, rucksack or something, and, and you have it ready. Um, I was going to mention, you did a video not too long ago, uh, unboxing of this, and you made a point about the flashlight that, it, you know, it comes with a, a nine LED flashlight, I think. It does. And, uh, and of course, the, the, the combo whistle and and uh, thermometer and magnifying glass, that that sort of thing. But you made a point that, you know what, this is actually a pretty good idea to have this flashlight in the, in case. the case. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At the ready. Well, I can't ever find a flashlight when I need one. It seems like my kids take it and put it somewhere. It doesn't go back where it belongs, in my house anyway. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, it, it, that's very common. Yeah, so it's kind of nice to, to know that I've got this case of two-way radios that has a flashlight in the box. So mm-hmm. if, if I need a flashlight, I know where to go. Well, my son Tommy and I, we, we took one of these home and, uh, and we're testing it out around the neighborhood. And it's actually surprisingly, uh, and we had it on an FRS channel, mm-hmm. channel 8, and surprisingly, we got, a, we got a few blocks out of it. I mean, we're in a neighborhood with some hills and, and a lot of... Uh, houses and, and uh, that sort of thing, a lot of obstructions. And uh, I, w- I was kind of surprised how clear everything came out before we started getting some some uh, noise on that end. But one of the things that uh, Tommy thought was pretty funny was uh, I tried the whistle. I tried the whistle out, and the dog came running to it <laughs> like <laughs> like that. And every time I used it, now we use the whistle uh-huh. to call the dog. And it's loud. This is a got loud a, a whistle. Dog training tool <laughs> yeah. built right in. They don't put this, that on the spec on the featured list. It's good if you fall in a well. Yeah, exactly. And Lassie will come running. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll be able to hear it uh, from down the well because that thing is loud. It is ear piercing, really. So um, yeah, you that, attract dogs from miles away. I I, I can do that without the whistle, but. <laughs> <laughs> But we're not going to go there. That's right. Uh, so, um, but overall, I think this is a neat little kit. And, um, I wish I wish more manufacturers would do something like this. You know, it's. Uh, I don't think you need to make every set of two-way radios you have like this. You know, because some people aren't going to want the carrying case and the whistle and things like that. They're going to use their radios for other things. But um, the direction they're going with it for being for you know emergency solutions, I think, is a great great idea and it's reasonable i mean yeah 49.99 plus shipping and handling for for the kit and that's that's a lot of uh a lot of things in that in that box like i said the carrying case the two radios the two belt clips the rechargeable batteries they do charge by usb as well which is nice yeah um, that's the nice only feature. midland radio that we carry that's capable of usb charging mm-hmm. yeah that's that's a that's a big i think we're going to see a lot more of that um but that's very convenient because we 
I mean, in my car, I've got, you know, in factory installed is two USB ports to be able to plug in your iPhones or, mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. And, you know, so most cars are going to have them or it's simple enough to get an adapter to put in your cigarette lighter and, and be able to charge them as well. And, um, you know, a lot of your little power packs that people carry now, you know, they, for, to charge batteries are all USB. So, um, I think it's a, that's a big step from, for Midland as well. But, yep. uh, um, like I said, forty nine ninety nine is a, is a, I think is a very, very good deal for these, uh, radios. I mean, I'm a big Midland fan anyway. Um, always have been, um, the radios also, um, come with rechargeable batteries, but they will work on AAA batteries. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if the batteries yeah. die or if you don't have, if you're in a power outage or something, you can put regular AAA batteries in these radios and they'll still work. I also like to mention that Midland also makes a, a battery backup, uh, device. Oh, get, yeah, they do. A portable devices. charger. Yeah, with with a little flashlight on it, and uh, that that's a great accessory for these radios. We carry that, right? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Now, I just read on here this this product is recommended by the Department of Homeland Security for emergency preparedness. It's a big stamp of approval. That is a big stamp of approval, oh. and um, that's another good reason to uh, maybe invest in a pair. I just want to mention, if you enter the promo code SHOW at checkout, uh, when you purchase these, you can get an additional 5% off that. So that's an even greater savings. That's right. Okay. Well, um, any other uh, comments on the uh, Midland uh, uh, EX37VP? Nope. All right. Well, we have have some comments and questions from our blog and our forum at twowayradioforum.com. The first one comes from Mike. And, uh, you know, we uh, announced not too long ago the KGU V9D. Mike wants to know, is the Ocean KGU V9D good for police use? And that's from Mike. Mm, probably not. Um, police, you're going to want a, a P25 radio. You're going to want a radio that can talk to both police systems, um, and that radio is not capable of it. Um, you really wouldn't be able to use it as a scanner in most cities as well because um, they're on those digital systems right, like P25. Right. If you're uh, near a police department that has uh, still an older analog system, you may be able to listen, but I wouldn't recommend that police officers use that radio. All right. Um, the next one comes from uh, Anonymous. Didn't leave his name or her name. I have Motorola MS350R FRS GMRS radios. Is there a way to reprogram a business frequency for repeater of 460.725 receive and 465.725 transmit on this radio? What kind of tone squelch system do they use? And that's uh, from an anonymous. Um, Unfortunately not on that. Um, They're preset with those FRS GMRS. It's no way to, to reprogram them at all. Yeah. All right, uh, but we do have a lot of radios that can be programmed to, to those to those frequencies. That's true. Uh, several uh, fully programmable UHF radios. All right. Uh, the next one comes from Auctioneerl, and uh, he wants to know: At work, we are running Kenwood TX thirty three hundred and three thousand one. I brought a Baofeng UV five R, thinking I could use it instead of having to share w- radio at work with coworker. 
I know the frequency is 462.56250. I can get the UV5R to receive, but cannot get it to transmit to the work radios. Does anybody know what I am doing wrong or what to set up? Or if it won't work, I will return the UV5R. Thanks, and that's from uh, Auctioneerl. Sounds to me like they're using a PL tone mm-hmm. or CTCSS, DCS code on the Kenwood radios, and he has that turned off on the Baofeng. Uh, so that would allow him to hear, but then they're filtering out his transmission because they're using the, the PL tone. Um, that's that's kind of what it sounds like to me, too. Yeah, so what he needs to do is figure out what tone his work radios are using and set the Baofeng to use the same tone. If no one knows, if he can't talk to the dealer that programmed the radios or it's not written down somewhere, you can get a scanner that has a feature called Tone Search. And try to pick it up. And you can... Pick it up. Mm. Yeah, otherwise it'll, it'll take forever. I mean, try the common ones, like 67.0. <laughs> uh, that's um, most likely um, for what it is, but uh, if not, not a lot you can do. All right. And our last one is a comment from Mike, and uh, he's uh, responding to, of course, the FCC eliminating the GMRS regulatory fee uh, that we've talked about so much on the show in the past. He says they will eventually drop the license requirement just like they did for CB and Marine radios. They're just waiting until I pay my money. <laughs> That's from Mike. <laughs> well, Seems hurry up like and it. pay your money so that uh, <laughs> the rest of us <laughs> can save. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people hesitate because they're thinking, you know, I'm going to send in 65 bucks, and then the day after I do that, they're going to drop this thing, and, and they're going to keep my money. Um, I, yeah. That could happen. I think that's that's what's going to happen. I mean, some people are definitely going to lose out. Yeah. And um, I think they're going to eliminate it. It's just a matter of time. I think the FCC wants to eliminate the GMRS license requirement, or at least make it licensed by rule. They just wouldn't collect enough money. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, then we'll have a class action lawsuit for all the people that bought their license the, uh, the day before the cancellation of it. <laughs> and then in 12 years, they'll get their... Uh, $65 back. Without interest, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that does it for our comments and questions this week. Send in your comments and questions for Danny, Anthony, or myself to show at buy2wayradios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at twowayradioforum.com. You can subscribe to the Two-Way Radio Show directly from our website at twowayradioshow.com or hear it on iTunes, Blueberry.com, Google Play Music, or Stitcher Radio. All right. Well, um, I guess that does it for our show this week. Uh, Before we go, any other final comments? I think we covered it. We're good. All right. Well, today's show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, BuyTwoWay Radios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Well, everyone, as always, thanks for listening, and until next time, for the Two-Way Radio Show, I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And we're out. Out.